following on for the last pick and mix, I can do that um, warm-up thing you sent through to me. <laughs> yeah. Bobby bought a bit of Battenberg, but the bit of Battenberg Bobby bought was battered. So Bobby bought a better Battenberg than the bit of battered Battenberg Bobby bought before. Not bad. Thank you. Not bad at all. Did you did you have to practice that? I just read it then off the cuff. Well, it's not bad considering that you didn't. Pra- I I practiced my Betty bought a bit of butter. You know, because I'm professional. I guess I'm just always thinking about Battenberg, so it kind of rolls off the tongue quite easily. Little man. Don't fail me again. A list of things I want to talk about. So, shall I introduce us? Let's effing do it. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Popcorn Bucket Podcast with Ben and Rob. This is a regular look at the wonderful world of films, film franchises, and film nonsense. This week is a monthly pick and mix episode in which we look at the concession stand of film and choose from the selection of film trailers and film news for the month. This time we're looking at July 2023 and popcorn flavour is? Uh, raspberry. Raspberry, nice. Mm, I don't know if it exists, but if it doesn't, it should. I bet there's a raspberry popcorn. Yeah. Oh, I've just been getting into raspberries, mate, you know, for, for breakfast. I like raspberries. Yeah. For any time of day. They're a great snack. Thanks, raspberries. Yeah. <laughs> we are not sponsored by the British Raspberry Association. And it's soon, go- and it's soon going to be blackberry season. Well, yeah, exactly. Which is the superior berry? They'll be available in all good hedgerows near and far. Yes. Oh, blackberries are nice. Yeah. Well, I've been getting to, for breakfast, kind of some raspberries... Some blueberries, possibly. They're good. Um, and then some Greek yogurt and some honey. Nice. You, uh, need, you that, need a little bit of crunch on there, so some some seeds or some nuts, maybe. See, I don't, I don't have the, I, I don't feel the need for the crunch. The texture. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it, but I don't. Give your mouth some entertainment, some variety. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you know how I, I want this podcast to be the most famous podcast in the world. Uh, which is why you do next to no promotion for it, yes. Yeah, well, I'm just thinking the quality will speak for itself, <laughs> and clearly it has been. But I've been to the cinema a bit recently, so I've seen a lot of adverts, mm-hmm. and I've got a good idea for an advert for this podcast. Okay. So instead of just saying, like, hi, we're a podcast, please listen, We've got to align ourselves with people's lives somehow. Because there's, and you must have seen it, there's a Lloyd's, the Lloyd's Bank advert with the horses, like, running past you at stages of your life. Can we have a giraffe? I like a giraffe. What? Can we have a giraffe as our animal to be running alongside you? No, 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 we're not going to completely rip them off. Or no, pangolin. Just, we'll I like a pangolin. Because pangolins uh, run in a really apologetic way. This... Is a mood board. Can you stop getting bogged down in the specifics? I don't actually know who invited you in the boardroom, to be honest. And there's also a national lottery advert mm-hmm. uh, with with two guys who have a relationship that starts basically with the lottery. Oh yeah, I saw that one. That was nice. Yeah, it's nice. Hmm. But how fucking long does it take them to win something on the lottery? Like thirty years. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
at least. And that's that's like a lucky thing. Like I I don't think that's doing wonders for the national lottery. And I love the fact they they bonded over over the first lottery drawing. Just what a pointless thing to bond over. Apologies if you have a relationship and you started around the time of the national lottery drawing. But the one that takes the biscuit for me is Philadelphia cheese. That has got a we've been with you throughout all your life type things. Mm. Um, as a kid, it's like a post-school snack. Uh, teenagers, when they're just hanging out, listening to music and whatever, they're eating Philadelphia then. I, I, I in... don't remember doing that as a teenager. No, I don't. I, I'm, we hung out as teenagers, and I, I don't think either of us. <laughs> There's never a bit where we sat around spooning Philadelphia. No. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. She, she bonds with her mate. Um, at like primary school when she's about I don't know five or six something like that, uh, because she's got the Philadelphia Dunkers, oh. and so so this girl sits next to her and then they share the thing you see, and then then when they're in like university when they're kind of living together and 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 stuff they they've got Philadelphia then so we need something that aligns this podcast with moments in people's lives because it's not cynical people people get the feels and then they reach into their pocket for money to give you. Bear in mind, we've only been with people for about two years, so sig- yeah, well, significant it, moments in the past two years. So starting a podcast in the pandemic, like everyone else, that sort of thing. You're so cynical, Rob. You're so cynical. What I'm saying is that we can't do the legacy thing because we haven't been around as long as Philadelphia cheese. So back so to the running giraffe, do... a pangolin riding a giraffe. No, 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 that's too expensive. Do, do you know how much those animals cost on the black market? Because I do. And I don't have that scratch kind of lying about. I've got some of those little uh, Schleech animal toys. I've got a pangolin and a giraffe. I can probably get one to sit on the other. Do you know, I don't think, I, I think that's not really what we're going for. We'll put a pin in that on the <laughs> shit ideas board and we'll go with mine. At least it's on the board. <laughs> so, so, yeah, well, I, see, I was going to try and workshop. Uh, they, they kind of like, you know, so maybe... Unfortunately, it's an audio thing, so you can't have sort of soft music over the thing because it, you need to you need to kind of like have people reacting to all the awesome stuff we're saying. So maybe uh, you've got some people like in a car, and they they're like I tell one of my excellent jokes and they're laughing, and then that's like a good thing. But maybe like one of them has gone through a breakup or something. So you make it obvious. You get a screenshot of the phone or whatever. It's just like with onion rings, and she's like, <laughs> and then I'm just like penises, <laughs> and then they all laugh, and it's a it's a heartwarming moment. Yeah. Okay. And then I, as you can tell, I haven't really thought this bit out. No. All I know is I want to make money, and I want to do it by instead of saying look, here's a product you can go out and cynically buy. I want people to feel like it's part of their identity, so they feel guilted into into purchasing our stuff. Or it just is used to confirm the reconfirm the lifestyle choices of the people who listen. In the way that yes. Coca-Cola don't need to advertise, it's just reaffirming the brand lifestyle. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't explain their fucking irritating adverts, though. Speaking of adverts and cinemas and trying to bring it back to film, um, I went to... We talked about Mission Impossible the other day. I went to Cineworld, which instead of View, which is where I tend to go to, because 
cheaper. Um, and I really hated the Big Faces advert at Cineworld that was on pre-pandemic, where it was like really slow motion. It's meant to be like magical movie moments. It would be the audience oh, reacting. Oh, yeah, people, yeah. people overreacting to yeah. shit. I've, I mean, I've been to the cinema hundreds of times. I've never gone, <gasps> uh, something I've seen in the film. So this time, it's the first time I've seen this really weird new Cineworld advert. It's awful, and I felt so old, and I didn't really miss the Big Faces. I can't okay. quite explain how bad it was, but it was... Cause well, I well, I mean, this is an audio medium, and you brought it up, so, yeah. I mean, give it the old coldest try, mate. Well, it ha- I think it had some something like mi- mixing, like a tango blast, had the concession stand, and it was... I don't know, it's all sort of like, it's all youth speak, and I, th- I started feeling the cinema's not for me, any- me anymore. You know what you were saying about that Nando's advert you hate, because you're a racist? I'm not a racist. Even people who that was actually aimed at didn't like it. I told you, the top YouTube comment on that was, I was I would rather guide my dad into my mum than watch this again. <laughs> yes, I hated it, because they were like, oh my days, bro, have you checked out this chicken yet? Well, I placed chicken with Cineworld, and that was pretty much the advert. Oh my days, bro, have you checked out this Cineworld, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's because people our age and over are starting to get high up in advertising things now. So, that, so now having to think how young people speak. Yeah, exactly. And I've forgotten. Yes. How do you do, fellow Cineworlders? Yeah, exactly. So, talking about adverts, have you seen any trailers this month? He says, trying desperately to get back to film. What is this? Some kind of movie podcast? Well, last month you complained about me talking about food, and then we've done it again this month. To start off with, talking about, you know, your little berry Greek yogurt honey breakfast. Well, I just had to, ex- I had to explain the flavour of popcorn, yeah. is all. Yeah. Prick. Yes, a lot of trailers, in fact. There was, uh, these, these are the ones I've got written down. So you can, you can just say, oh yes, that's on mine as well. So I'm going to just list them and then we'll talk about them. Uh, there's another trailer for the Marvels. Yes. Trailer for Wonka. Yes. I don't think you'll have this one. Outlaw Johnny Black? No. Napoleon? Yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon? Yes, which we should have talked about for the past three months, but I keep forgetting. We should, yeah, me too. Another trailer for Blue Beetle? I did not watch that. Much like anyone with a film. The Exorcist Believer? Okay. And A Haunting in Venice? Full trailer for that. Yes, and if you add in Corner Office? I saw that there was a trailer for that, but I didn't watch it. Okay. I, I think we can go through these pretty quickly because uh, some of them are just full trailers for things that we've already got an idea about or, you know, a kind of incoming and whatever. So, you know, the Marvels still looks really good. It does. I, I wonder if it's going to be released this year. Well, that, I mean, that's that's the big news underlying all this, isn't it's it? Yeah, it's so it should have like, mentioned that first is the, uh, yeah, the... Well, the writer's strike and the actor's strike continues mm. to fuck over film things. And so... Maybe the Marvels is going to be delayed. Maybe June Part Two is going to be delayed. Uh, the fella, the IMAX doesn't think so. But if June isn't delayed, then the Marvels won't get an IMAX release because June has IMAX exclusivity for a couple of weeks. So yes, whether whether any of these fucking films come out this year is, remains to be seen. It's because the actors can't promote the films. It's not they can't be for the MLTVs. I've already been filmed, but. Yeah, the actors yeah. the actors can't promote them because you had I think they moved the Oppenheimer premiere forward by an hour because if the strike went ahead then the stars Killian Murphy etc would have would have wouldn't have been able to take part in the carpet so they they moved it forward by an hour and then they left yeah they bounced through. early yeah 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 
that is the kind of thing that's underneath all this. So whether these are going to be this year, who knows? I mean, to be honest, I would say, I mean, I haven't seen any kind of advertising raw numbers or anything like this, but I mean, surely the actors traveling around promoting these things, like, I understand that's a big part of the marketing arm, but surely that can't be the only thing. Um, no, it's probably not the only thing, but... But yeah. it seems pretty pretty integral to the whole thing. The fact that they're not releasing a movie because they can't do that. But also, I guess they're try- maybe trying to spread what they've got. You know, like Marvel has had two films this year, so mm. you know if they can. Because obviously, the stuff like Deadpool was, I think Deadpool was supposed to be released next year, but they've had to s- suspend filming. So maybe if they kind of like delay the Marvels till early next year, then they can kind of move everything on in the hope that things will start to get picked back up. Yeah. Which is weird because apparently McDonald's in the US has uh, the Marvel's Happy Meal things at the moment because they were going off the original release date. That's weird, but I mean it was moved yeah. to it was moved to November a long time ago. Yeah, but I think it the Happy Meal toys and everything are set in stone a long time beforehand. So they got to get licensor approval, McDonald's approval, hmm. you know. So uh, so yeah, um, so yes. Anyway, full trailer for the Marvels. It still looks really good. It I'm does. looking forward to it whenever it, it comes out. And I hope I get to see it in IMAX. I want, I want to be able to see it in IMAX. And I want to see Dune Part 2 in IMAX, please. Movie gods out there. So Wonka, the, 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 the long talked about and now finally teased Wonka. What did you think of this? I thought it was a joke when it was announced. And every time it came out on Ask, I thought, yeah, it's a joke. Um, I thought the trailer was better than I was expecting. Mm. I thought it seemed quite funny. I thought it seemed quite magical in some ways. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'll catch it. I'm probably not going to get out of my way to see it. No. I do like the fact, my favourite thing about Timothy Chalamet is something that he, uh, somebody said that he's Gen, well, they're Gen Z's version of Bendit Cumberbatch, that you can just say two words beginning with the first letters of their name and you kind of, you know, Bombardier Chevalier, you know, you mean Bendit Cumberbatch. <laughs> I thought the trailer was a joke at, at the start because it says, see how Willie became Wonka. That's a really stupid tagline. That would be in a in a, a, a joke movie. I mean, you know, it's going to be the standard thing of, oh, he's just a, a quirky dreamer and he's taking on big chocolate, I guess. <laughs> and, and, you know, with his, with his zany ideas. Timothy Chalamet is an interesting actor. I'm not, I mean, I've only seen this teaser trailer a couple of times now, but like, I'm not sure he can do properly wacky. No. In a decent way. I, I, he's interesting, and he's got some weird dark shit going on behind his eyes. I was thinking he's, he looks like he needs to, to dry off. He just looks a bit damp. Maybe. Like Rob, Rob Pattinson always looks like he needs a wash. Timothy Chalamet yeah. looks like he's had too many washes. Maybe. But apparently there are Chalamet fangirls who will absolutely tear your skin from your bones, Rob. So don't. Don't even mess with them. I wasn't talking about him. I was talking about Timothee Shampoo. Brilliant. Hello, Rob here. Whilst editing this, I have realised that, of course, shampoo doesn't begin with a C, so it doesn't fit the TC rule. Ben didn't realise it either at the time, so we are where we are. I like him. He's a fine actor. Yeah. I think I like uh, Tom Holland more. I didn't, didn't realise they're in direct competition with each no, other. No, no, neither did I, but... And why did you say that, then? Because they are, really, aren't they, if you think about it? Well, in the fact that they're 
two human beings doing similar jobs at, us at the same time, yeah. Oh, and, and around the same age. I mean, I guess. Napoleon. Do we need to say this looks good? It looks epic, suitably epic. It does. I mean, Ridley Scott, I, I think he probably knows a thing or two about historical epics. I can't wait to see it small screen on a, through Apple. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, I mean, it looks good. It certainly looks like an interesting performance from Joaquin Phoenix. And I think that it will have suitable sort of scale and an epic feeling. But uh, I, I don't know if, I'm, I'm not really feeling like getting like caught up in it. Like as as a thing, like some of some of these things, like I just want like another Master and Commander, which apparently is coming. But like you know, like I just want something like that. And I thought maybe Napoleon could be it, but it's not looking that that's the way it's going. It's more a sort of character study about Napoleon yeah. himself, which is which makes sense. But also show me the 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 war tactician guy, you know. Well, it did look it did look to be a bit of that from from the trailer. Like they had. An overhead shot of a disruly, an unruly army walking into Napoleon's kind of carefully planned out um, battalion, and there's a bit where one of his generals says, "Oh, we've been discovered," and he says, "Excellent," because he's lured them onto a load of ice, which he then fires. Yes. On. So it, it yeah. does look to have some sort of. Um, yeah, well, that's, that's the thing, but that's that's the that's the the shit that I want to see because you know I'm a manly man. I want to see war. I don't care about him womanizing and whatever I just want war I just want people dying pointlessly makes me feel better yeah Killers of the Flower Moon looks badass it does it had it a very looked... it had a very good first trailer and a fairly yes. average second trailer yes the teaser trailer was kind of cool and and I was right and then the second trailer yes. yeah I wasn't feeling that this one was much better mm. I think it's showcasing showcasing more of, of what the film has to offer. So, uh, so yeah. But then Martin Scorsese, he just... Th- that man's an automatic ticket sale to me. It's just like, I'm going to see the latest Scorsese because he's Martin Scorsese. Yes. You know? And this is the first time he's working with DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. Yeah, definitely. Two of his sort of like... <laughs> fam- what? <laughs> Did you say it's first time? Sorry, first time with working them together because he's. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you were making a, an hilarious joke. Oh no, 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 sorry, no. He's I... never worked with them before. <laughs> sorry, he's worked with DiCaprio a bunch, and he's worked with De Niro a bunch. But this is the first time where he's working with DiCaprio and De Niro. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and both look on fine form. So we'll see. Hopefully, it comes out this year. Christ, this really is like like another pandemic type thing with the uncertainty and release dates switching around and everything. Yeah, because Disney did a premiere for The Haunted Mansion, but the premiere yeah. was kind of with Disney, the sort of theme park, uh, the costume people. I don't know what they're called. The you theme know. park costume people? Yeah, the people dressed as in costumes from the theme park. Of the, the mascots. Character. That's the word, the mascots. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone had high hopes for a Haunted Mansion movie. No, Especially after they did that first one, but it's got quite a star-packed cast, and they couldn't, you know, promote it. So the premiere was just like mascots, and it didn't go well, apparently. Yeah, well, Disney seems to be taking a bath on quite a few things recently. A slightly better trailer for Blue Beetle. Okay, I do get the feeling it is being sent out to die. 
there's some fun stuff in it, but it, it's, it does look painfully generic, and I've got a horrible feeling it's because it is. The suit looks cool. I like the suit. I like the fact that, you know, Blue Beetle's powers as, as a thing kind of deal with sort of imagination and everything, but I think they're going to sort of hedge their bets a little bit because they're going to have Green Lantern stuff because obviously Green Lantern, they're all constructs, and again, he can just imagine stuff, whereas Blue Beetle can sort of do that as well, but he's limited by the suit or some shit. So we'll see. I mean, it's good. It's good anyway because you've got a Hispanic hero Hmm. And apparently he is going to be in the future Guns Saffron universe. I don't know because there's this whole thing about. No, they've, they've confirmed it. They've already oh, they? said. Okay, well, because they sort of say yeah. it's, he's the first character, but it's not the first film. He's the first character in the in the DCU, but the first film is Superman Legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what what I mean is, I think partly because it does feel like this is just like the Flash, where shit isn't going to matter. Hmm. At any point. And as I said, we need to get away from that sort of crap. But unfortunately, that's how people have been trained. So, no, he, he is going to make more appearances in, in future DC products. But whether it's actually significant, whether he's actually part of a team up. Because I like Blue Beetle as a character, but we'll see. I'll talk about, briefly talk about Outlaw Johnny Black. It's just a, a, it's a silly trade. Did you ever see Black Dynamite? No. Uh, it's Michael Dry White. And uh, it was it was a parody black exploitation film, and it was genuinely funny. And uh, it seems like he's doing a western version of that now. And he's a legit martial arts guy. Like he's he's very talented and uh, and and very skilled. But you know he's also got a gift and a hankering for wacky comedy. I really quite like Black Dynamite. So so uh, or Johnny Black looks like it's going to be quite fun too so yeah so you know watch that yeah the exorcist believer uh, i just just looks generic it just feels like hey we've got the license so let's do an exorcism movie and slap the exorcist on it it yes. doesn't look particularly great no i've not i've not i've not seen it but i saw i saw the general reaction that seemed to be a yeah a shrug yeah well i mean that's the thing i don't know what else it's got other than other than the name and the usage of tubular bells. That's all it's got in the in the trailer that you go, oh, this could be all right. But I mean, it, it seems to. I'm I'm no huge fan of The Exorcist as a thing. I think you know I I'm fine with people like Mark Kermode, uh, saying like it's the greatest film ever and whatever. You know, we've all got our our kind of personal opinions on those kinds of things. But I respect it, and. I think one of the great things about it is that it's so atmospheric and it's not subtle at times. And certainly with the age of the film, you know, you, it, it's kind of, you have to try a lot harder now to shock people. So back in the day, having her saying your mother sucks cocks in hell. I mean, you get that at PG 13 these days, Yeah, <laughs> you know, whereas that was, that was like the shocking thing and people were passing out and shit. It just seems like it's a little bit too generic possession lots of lots of kind of like creepy voices and and you know looking weird which you know the exorcist helped codify but it's like what are you doing that's new uh and it seems like nothing i'd be happy to be wrong i'd be happy to, to for it to be a good film it's first in a trilogy uh, as well isn't it i know i think so yeah colon believer you know so they don't have to do the one two and three type thing or However many. Four. Is this Exorcist? Four? 
Um, God knows. I don't know. I think I think it's quite a few. I, th- I think there was a reboot as well. Yeah. Well, there was. Wasn't there a TV series? Yes. And uh, and yes, and then the last one is the full trailer for Haunting in Venice, which looks fun. It does. That looks um, properly creepy. So this is the latest in the uh, Kenneth Branagh's Agatha Christie's Hercule Poirot cinematic universe series yes. of films. Yes, which we did a podcast on. We did, and uh, and we will we will do an update of that when the film comes out. Watching them sort of back to back, even though Death on Nile was kind of crap, it made me like it a lot more than I did. So I'm actually on board for this one. Hmm. So that's that's a that's a, uh, a kind of influence you have on me there, Rob. I'm more of a fan of the Kenneth Branagh Hercule Poirot series. You're welcome. Uh, I saw the trailer for Corner Office, which stars John Hamm and Danny Pudi. Uh, John Hamm is a... It looks to be quite a drab work in quite a drab office, and he discovers a magical corner office, which may or may not exist. And it looks to sort of like be sort of quite comedic, sort of also quite paranoid. It, it looks very interesting. He's a really good comedy actor, John Hamm, as is Danny Pudi. Yes, well, we knew about Pudi, but uh, John Hamm, I mean, it, he was in The Fletch... Confess Fletch, which I never got to see. No, that's something I, I, that. I wouldn't mind seeing, actually. But he, he yeah. did that because he, he really likes the character. He, he pursued that for years. He's been in quite a few comedies, like his um, almost bit parts where he's almost used as, look, it's John Hamm, we've got John Hamm, everybody. Because he was in mm. a, like a couple of scenes of Parks and Rec. Um, he was in an episode of Toast. Yes. As well. Baby Driver. Yeah, but that wasn't, well, he wasn't really comedic in that he was fun for a bit yeah he was fun for a bit yeah until he wasn't <laughs> spoilers <laughs> so yeah no that, that looks fun which also is apparently coming out later this year but who knows at this point yeah well I mean the first thing I wrote down for these notes in general was the fact that the June might be delayed mm. but then Sony have said that well they've removed Beyond the Spider Verse from their release calendar. Yes, and pushed Craven and Ghostbusters to next year. I mean, how am I going to survive? It, it, I thought it was Craven time. I th- I, th- it- I saw a um somebody took you, you know the uh, I think it's the start of Paris Caribbean three with the um. Uh, whether everyone's got the, the really dark opening to a family friendly film where, where, got, where they get hung, yeah, and it, it had somebody yeah. uh, had written one of the people being hanged said, um, Morbius, is this your first time for being delayed so much? Are you sure that wasn't from the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? Oh, is it? What with James Franco? Is James Franco the oh, one James Franco. That comes from? Is it? Yeah, Fine. okay, yeah. Yeah, because he's got the news around his neck. He's like, first time. Uh, I thought it was that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. No. No, no. It's just, it's just children being hanged in the beginning of Pirates of the Caribbean 3. It's nothing quite that dark, Rob. You big silly. We'll see. I mean, the fact that Beyond the Spider-Verse has been delayed bums me out considerably. But um, they can keep on delaying Craven and the Ghostbusters sequel. Warship Down. And Star Trek, the motion picture, have been reclassified by the BBFC. Up or down? Up. Up? Interesting. Well, well, I believe Warship Down was a U. Yeah, that used to be shown like tea time on the telly. Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. That shit is nasty. 
you know, I, I definitely thought that as a as a as a kid. So um, yeah, I guess properly brutal. You think we'll chip down all, you know, rabbits and everything, and then no, they're tearing each other's throats out and shit. Yeah, well, do you remember animals of Fathingwood? I do. That was dark. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine that would have a, probably a PG rating now. Yeah. Maybe it did back in the day. Kids these but, days, um, honestly. They don't know they're born. Spidey and friends. And Bluey. Although Bluey's legit. Bluey is legit. Yeah. And Sarah and Duck is legit. No, fuck that. How like, dare you? No, you've talked about that until it's, it's pretentious, it's, it's wanky. You're pretentious in that. Well, yeah. And, and what? What am I? Pretentious. Pretentious. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought you said. Hello, Rob again, with an interruption. That'll make sense later. The day after we recorded this, The Guardian published a list of the 50 best ever children's TV programmes, and Sarah and Duck was featured. It said that no show on CBBS feels quite as ornate as Sarah and Duck. The stories are gently whimsical. Roger Allen's narration is warm and wry, while the music is breathtaking. So there we have it. Vindication. Did you see the news story that Disney are going to stop selling physical media in Australia after the release of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Oh, mate. Really? Oh, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I did not see that. Well, it only happened in the past... Uh, they only kind of confirmed it in the past couple of days. But, so, uh, so sort of breaking news. I really thought you were going to say like the past couple of minutes. <laughs> yes, this is breaking news on a podcast. No, it, it, that seems to be... Apparently physical uh, media sales in, in Australia are abysmal. So that's one of the one of the reasons why they're doing it. I would have thought it would be really, really big in Australia because they've got so far to get between places. But I think that's probably the thing is the fact that they don't have the the regular sort of like cities or yeah, have supermarkets carrying that sort of thing. And even stuff like Amazon is shite in Australia. Is that their tagline? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't used Amazon Australia. They could be brilliant. I'm sure there's a lot of hardworking people who work for them, but um, it's nowhere near as pervasive in their culture as uh, as it is here and Europe and America. And Speaking of physical media and Disney, they are releasing a steelbook of WandaVision without a disc. I saw that. It's not an official thing. Isn't it? Well, it's not fake, but it's, it's something that... Is it Manta Labs who, who do steelbooks, like kind of properly collectible type things mm. via that but it's like the licensor thing because one division is never coming to dvd or blu-ray or 4k no because they want you to get disney plus yeah which sucks because you know to be honest you'd think that it would lose its it, its kind of attraction powers after a while you know it's not the hot new show anymore yeah but, i mean I don't, i've not really watched any of the disney plus shows oh i have except for secret I invasion have. which i cannot get enough of I, did, I didn't hate Secret Invasion. I haven't finished it I didn't yet. love it's not, it. It's not great. No, but I didn't hate it. It's, um, it's the first thing I've not minded about being spoiled on Twitter. You mean X? Exactly, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it, yeah it is weird that they would charge like 40 quid or something for a, an empty steelbook, but then it's like the people getting upset about that, I'm not saying it's a good thing at all, but the people getting upset about that haven't been 
keeping up to date with video games because video games have been doing a discless collector's edition for a while now where they don't even have a copy of the game in the fucking thing. Call of Duty had one, you know, where it's just like a pack of merchandise. Okay. And it comes out at the same time as the, as the game, but no game disc, no no download code, nothing. Well, no, okay, that, that, that'd be strange, because if you were getting the, the merchandise but a code for the download, because I know some of the some of this next generation, or sorry, the current generation of consoles don't have... You can get like a PlayStation without a disc version, can't you? Yeah, I've, I've got a disc version, but yes, you can get the uh, digital. So, the yeah, I, I, I could see getting the sort of the merchandise and everything with it, but getting a code to download. Yeah. But no. But no, it doesn't even come with a code. As I said, not not oh. a copy of, of the thing at all. So it's not a discless game, it's a gameless game. Yeah. Yeah, it's a gameless collector's edition. And and they are still doing them, as far as I know. Uh, they they were certainly the new hotness for a while. I think they, they kind of petered out now. I think more more kind of places are doing physical kind of discs with these things because it's fucking hard to get physical copies of games these mm. days. But yeah, it is ridiculous. It's it's a ridiculous thing. But then as someone who who likes collecting those things right and physical media. Health, yeah, absolutely hooray for physical media. And this is the thing, this is this is gonna become more and more important, I think, I think as so. it, as we go on. Like they they, I say they like a conspiracy theorist, but these companies and everything don't want you to own the things you own. Yes. And they want to charge you multiple times for the privilege of renting this shit from them. Yes. And and I I, I hate that as a thing. I really do. And they don't fucking care about the artistic endeavors and whatever. All they care about is having a property. We own that thing and they want to charge in perpetuity for it. Well, um, I think uh, this week just gone uh, Blind Boy on the Blind Boy podcast, which is, I've said before, is really good and I recommend, was talking about companies buying up musicians' back catalogs and the right. So, like, you know, Springsteen sold his back catalog. I think Bob Dylan's has been sold and stuff and to sort of venture capital firms. And is the reason they're doing that, that eventually, well, you know, when they've got enough, they'll just, you know, take everything off streaming and Spotify and say, you know, you've got to use this product or, you know, you can only have it at such a market and it becomes like yeah. a, a a rare commodity. So keep your CDs, people. Yeah. No, seriously, they are, they are starting to play hardball with all mm. this crap. And, and we've seen how things can, you know, we, we've talked ever since this pod's inception, we've talked about how streaming services are unreliable mm. and they're definitely not your friends. And, you know, and they can, they can, and we now know that, you know, residuals and stuff have not been paid. And, you know, because again, the technology didn't exist when they signed these things. And, you know, I mean, there are scary stories about, you know, extras or supporting artists, as I believe they prefer to be known as, um, being digitally scanned so that they yes. can be put in yeah. other background stuff. I mean, that's that's dystopian weirdly 30 rock had a joke about that about it being about seinfeld being inserted into every show on nbc <laughs> and that was years ago bojack horseman had a whole thing mm. about about him being digitally replaced in a yes, tv yes, series yeah, yeah, yeah. which you know i thought was kind of ridiculous i thought that was just the the funny horseman being all wacky but fuck me if it wasn't prescient mm. yeah 
hold on to your physical media. I understand it takes up space, but what were you going to fill that space with anyway? But also, ones? I don't think so. A lot of it doesn't come out now anyway. Like, yeah, that Floral and Ulysses film, which was, you know, it was a fairly minor film. It was fairly enjoyable. I, I think I watched it a couple of times. I would have probably watched it again, particularly with the kids. Um, but that's been taken off Disney, never got a physical release, so you're not going to see that film again. Yeah. Do you know where you can see it again? Nowhere. Torrance. Oh, right. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. It's good. It goes, this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, is the, this is the thing. They are going to force people. Uh, people don't need justifications. People were justifying pirating stuff for the longest time. Hmm. And, and, you know, the film industry kind of gave up on that crap because they realized it was an unwinnable war. It was very much the war on drugs for the film industry. And, you know, so they can issue takedown notices and everything, but, I mean, they can't go after everyone who pirates. But this is the thing. They are just making piracy a more attractive offer again because you're not going to beat the price of free. Yeah. And all this bullshit, like, like with you know, DVDs when they were region coded. And as soon as they make things more difficult, because I imagine that if you're in Australia, you can still import things. If you're a collector or whatever, you can still import, I think 4K is region free. And and I'm not sure, Blu-ray, I think there are only three regions. But, you know, so you can get these things, but that will cost a lot to import these things. You know, you could just pirate it for free. And yes, it's against the law, but then people break the law all the time. People don't give a fuck, and especially with a low-level thing like you were just making. You know, you can't beat the price free, and you can't beat the convenience of pirating something. So you have to. I and I, I have to believe that people will actually they like paying for things and like things being above board. Yeah, and owning the things, and so you know whether whether there's going to be an uptick in in torrenting and piracy in general and yeah it's it's really not good it's not good and you know they're just making these things more exclusive more unavailable you know oh you don't have that streaming service oh that you have this streaming service but it's not available in your country <laughs> you know we have you know, we're, we're not doing physical media in your country anymore we're stopping this we've taken that off the streaming service you know it's it's not a good time for film preservation. And while, what was it, Flora and Ulysses? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, while I'm sure that isn't going to be hailed as the next Citizen Kane anytime soon, it doesn't matter. No. It's the principle of the thing. And the thing is, that, that was a film that you enjoyed watching and you said you saw a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah. You know, as, as a Disney Plus subscriber, you have the, you know, that was... That was one of the things that you were doing with your Disney Plus subscription. Yeah, but as a subscriber, you don't you don't have the right to do. You? It's, it, no, it, it, I know, and it, it's, it's like, but that's when people who, who think they, who, they who, love you not having rights. It's like people who bought films off iTunes. It has some people have found that you know iTunes lost the rights to them, so they lost the the film that yeah. they bought, and not even streaming. Same thing happened with PlayStation I, a couple of months ago. I think people who had bought uh, films via the PlayStation via their Kind of thing, uh, we're told that the license had expired. Hmm. What's that? What's that service that you used to get with DVDs where it'd be like download a copy? Um, uh, Ultraviolet, yeah, that I don't think it exists anymore, does it? Or something, no, 
No, I, and I must admit, it, it is quite startling how long ago that was. I've opened up some of my kind of Blu-rays and everything, and it's like, get a digital copy, and the, the code ran out in, like, 2017. <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah. And so the people who almost exclusively exclusively use that and, you know, lost all the things they paid for and stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, really, really not happy about that whole thing. And I think this is really going to be something that we have to keep talking about. As I said, it might be a, a silly catchphrase, but we mean it. Hooray for physical media, and we will fight for physical media. God damn it. And our Australian brothers, sisters, whatever the hell you are, we support you. Yeah? Is that yeah. call to action enough? Yeah. And the last bit of news is that Barbie has just had the biggest opening weekend for a film directed by a woman. Cool. You've seen it, haven't you? I saw it in your letterbox. I, I, I saw it yesterday with my mum, yeah. Is it good? It's, it's brilliant. Hmm. Really, really funny. And, you know, heartfelt. There, there are some... It has a lot of things to say about feminism and, and gender roles in general. It's great. I mean, Ryan Gosling does kind of steal the show, mm. and people are always talking about him, and because you know, he, it's very much the Jack Sparrow type performance. But again, we learned from Pirates of the Caribbean that we don't need him as the main character. You know, he only works because others are playing it straighter than he does. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I think it is a genuinely brilliant layered performance by Margot Robbie as well. So while he is he is all silly and everything, and he is silly, and he does get the majority of the movie's laughs. It's great. It's kind of what it reminded me of is that if you're if you're into Barbie, which I I regretfully say I've never been into Barbies as a thing, but like this this contains some real kind of deep dives from Barbie lore in terms of in terms of all the dolls that they've released over the decades. And it reminded me of something like Lego Batman, you know, where Joker's listing all the villains and, like, the Condiment King and shit like that, and he's like, they're all real. Yeah, worth a Google. Barbie kind of has... Yeah, Barbie kind of has that energy to it as well. Like, it, it's it's got some of the more interesting ones that have been released over the decades and kind of, like, they're all shout-outs and everything. So I imagine people who grew up with Barbies or, or still care about the whole thing will be very, very pleased with the movie. But it is uh, it is very, very funny. Yeah, so I've got to see Oppenheimer next. Nice. But, uh, but yeah, so... Um, two, two, um, two films which are apparently having horrific cinema etiquette. I've seen quite a few reports of people t- taking photos of the screen, apparently, or bored in Oppenheimer because it's like three hours long, so just doing something else on their phone is awful. Bring back cinema rushes. We're probably cantankerous today. Well, it's just we're getting old. Mm, that's true. You know, we're getting old and we're we're sort of like yearning for uh, days that we never actually experienced, you know, in terms of ushers and things like that. But it, it it's just like I think I think when you're just busy with regular life and and you see cinema as an escape rather than just a place to go with your mates, um then you start caring more about twats speaking up and being distracting and being on their phones and things like that you do have to pick and choose your cinemas and the timing of your uh, showings as well to limit that somewhat um i i will never forget the time that i saw uh, lincoln in merthyr tidville and uh daniel day lewis is very softly spoken in that film mm. and uh the audience weren't Yes. To put it lightly. Well, when I went to see 
love and thunder and some woman just started shining her phone at the screen in the middle of it. Oh. It was really strange. See, that, that stuff really, really gets under my skin. I mean, we've talked about before about my, my kind of explosive violence towards people who ruin the cinema uh, experience for me. But, like, I just, I, I can't stand it. It's so, it's so dumb and selfish. It's just like, why can't you sit quiet for a couple of hours? Why is this such a thing? Like, why, 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 why is this such a, a tough time for you? You know, is it a lack of basic respect? Probably. Don't be surprised when I start getting a bit leery, because I will, unfortunately. Was that a cat or a child? Cat. F- fucking hell, what have you been feeding the cat? Oh, she was clawing the chair. Oh, okay. <laughs> that sounded like some proper weight slapping over the floor. I was just like... No, she's, she's come up and so it's like smacking the microphone, which is the banging sound. And the, claw, ah. the clawing was the clawing of the chair. Okay, well, get your cat under control, mate. What are you doing? Why can't you just sit quietly for a few hours? Exactly. So, yeah, no, we are kind of people to say. But, uh, you know, there are things to tanker about. That's how you use that word, isn't it? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be like staff on Waldorf at some point. Uh, quick bits of film news I've got. They oh. might, might be moving ahead with 28, 28 years later. Mm-hmm. Simon Pegg revealed that he met Edgar Wright to discuss a potential fourth Cornetto film. But would be cool. It would, but I'm not sure. I don't know. He said part of them wants to just make something that would annoy everybody. So rather than a comedy, like a, like a dark drama or something. Yeah. yeah. I can see them doing that. Grassy Gerwig is going to direct two Narnia films for Netflix. Yeah. That makes she's making all the money for mm. Warner Brothers right now with Barbie. Well, she says she wants to do, like Nolan does, like one for you, one for me sort of films. Mm. Um, uh, Biker Grove is making a comeback, which isn't a film, but, you know. We talked about that, didn't we? We, we, we did. Say that about, yeah. Yeah, on Anton Deck producing? Yes, and apparently it had a bonkers ending. Where they, it did. They realised they, they, te- yeah, they, they were in a television programme and broke out to talk to the writers to get them to write. Happy endings for Yeah. Them. Yeah. I, it, yeah. What a strange, strange ending. But I suppose that's what happens when you're cancelled and you don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I can't say that I ever saw that ending, but uh, I kind of want to now. That sounds mental. Anything else? Uh, I don't think so. Have you got any observations and recommendations? No, I finally saw the Flash. Okay. I, I liked the Flash. Um, it, 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 the CGI is as bad as everyone's saying okay. in certain places. But um, tell you what, it's it's actually it would have been a good capper for our Batman thing. Okay, because you've got both Batfleck and Keaton in there, and uh, it, it, yeah, it's 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 not bad, and it 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 had. It, it had some emotional moments. I got a bit emotional during it. Um, so it, it managed to hit certain kind of things. It was funny, but it just it it's just a bit of a mess. And it has some very very cool ideas, but n- not all of them work. And it is it is kind of a shame that it is what it is now. But I I had fun with it. I'd watch it again. I wouldn't have to be forced to watch it again. Okay. 
So, so yeah. But I, I'm trying to think, is there anything else I've seen other than The Flash and Barbie? Uh, no. I saw the, the first episode of the new series of Futurama. Oh, yeah. Any good? That's cool. Yeah. It's cool that it's back. Hasn't that been cancelled like five times? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They make a whole joke of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's back, baby. Um, and they added the Futurama characters into Fortnite. So you can play as Fry, Leela, and Bender now. <sighs> if I had a pound for every time you mentioned Fortnite on this. I know. I know. Well, they just, they've just added the Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator at the time of recording. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That is basically it. Although I'm, I'm thinking that what I will actually do, because I, there was a period where I actually lost my website a little bit. So it's something to do with the domain name or something. Okay. Uh, you know, and so, so at one point it was just one of those standard sort of like placeholder website things where it's just like Google results for like popcorn buckets and things like that. And so I thought, oh, fuck, well, you know, I've got it all back now. It's all working fine. But shit, I need to actually write something for it. Mm. But I thought that occasionally, uh, both you and I have experienced this, where we finish the podcast and then we think, oh, I could have explained that more clearly or I, I forgot to mention that or whatever. Yes. So I'm going, to, I'm going to have, like, an additional thing. And the name I've got for it, for it is the Abendices. Nice. Uh, it was going to be abendum, but I didn't want Ben and Dom in the same word, yeah. and the appendix, but I didn't want Ben yeah, and Dix yeah. in the same thing. So the appendices. Nice. And so if there's anything that I forgot to mention or I feel that I could expand on or whatever, I'll be doing a supplementary thing that uh, will go up, and maybe we can talk about that on a, you know, a future thing. That would be um, nice. Yeah. So... So that would be that would be uh, something that I I will look in doing. I need, obviously need the right topic and the right thing that I feel like um, I didn't chat about properly or or didn't kind of. As I said, I listened back to some of these things. I'm just like, what am I talking about? Like I thought I made a significant point there, but I really didn't. I've often thought we should maybe write more for thebuckmanbucket.com. Mm. I wondered about maybe like expanding lists and things, or like when we talked about. Mission Impossible, we maybe could have done, like, hit the best stunts in the films or something. Maybe. I mean, I don't really want to go back to writing listicles, though. I've, I've done enough of those for a fucking lifetime. Um, if you could do them, fine. But, like, I don't even know if listicles are that popular anymore, are they? I don't know. That's true. I, I don't know. And believe me, writing a listicle is fun at the start because you're just, like, brilliant. I get to organise all this stuff and get to talk about it and, and everything and then once you've written your like fifth one you're kind of like well thank god i'm getting paid for this and once you've written your sort of like 30th one you're just like i don't even care that i'm being paid for this anymore i hate this i'm glad i suggested something for your website because that makes me feel involved my uh <laughs> my observation or recommendation would be the bear which i know is in the film but i'm really enjoying it I haven't finished the second series yet, but I'm I'm well on my way to. I am partway through it, I think. Everyone's talking about how good episode seven is, and I've just seen episode six, and it was a masterpiece. It's one of the uh, yeah the best episodes of television I've seen for a long time. Without spoiling anything, was that the one with the sort of the working holiday? I think you're on episode four, then I think. Oh, okay. Three or four. Episode six is genuinely phenomenal. Oh, 
Okay, fuck. Well, I found it anyway. Yeah, I will. I will get on it then. Um, yeah. Well, the bear. It, it's uh, it's cool, and I'm seeing it like advertised in front of films and stuff now, like mm. actual kind of like Disney Plus things. I mean, my mum nudged me when we were watching, you know, before Barbie came on, and and, and was like, "Was that the series you're talking about?" And I was like, "Yes." Doesn't yeah. it look great? Watch it's, it. We've got Disney Plus. Yeah, it's so, it's so so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, yes, the the so that's uh, that's both a recommendation and a observation. Yeah, that's a recommendation. Well, that's both observation and recommendation. Okay. Well, I know you like sort of just like mashing words together with our names in them. I do. I was just trying to do your thing because you know. You, you, I shout all over your idea for my website, so you, you do. I was trying to like. <laughs> That's because I won't allow any old shit on there. Come with something good, and maybe we'll have a talk. You prick! Oh, we're just over the hour mark. I mean, there's a surprise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's all it's all gone wrong. Well, that's that's all I've got to say this month. Um, I hope you guys are having a good time just in general i hope your next month is why better. did you say time in a really weird way then because time you is sort of a... like went up went up an octave time well, i hope you're having a good time. time yeah that's it for this week thank you very much for your time not thank you ben and thank you for listening <laughs> we'd love to have your feedback please email podcast at the pod bucket talk you can find us on Instagram at Popcorn Bucket Pod, on threads at Popcorn Bucket Pod, or over on Twitter, that's Twitter, that's Twitter, at Popcorn Bucket PD. Thank you so much to Lawrence Zion of Blanca Media for the theme music. If you're able to, it'd be great if you could rate the episode wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe and share. Many thanks, take care, and see you next episode. What he said! Popcorn, popcorn, I hear it and I know. Popcorn, popcorn, I know you want to take me home. Popcorn, and get to know me close. My neck, my back, my podcast. Yeah, my crack. One day, I think we should release two episodes on the same day with like the Ben edit <laughs> and the Rob edit. <laughs> <laughs>